0: There are chemicals, dopamine, serotonin, Google them. They are released when you eat certain foods, sugar, things that have high fructose corn syrup. 90% of the genetically modified foods that we eat nowadays are designed to literally just infiltrate and fuck up your brain chemistry. So you become addicted to them and they're no different guys food. This is why we're talking. Okay. We're not here to shame anybody. Not at all. We're here to bring awareness to this because the food that we're eating is fucking killing us.
1: She's a picture
0: <laughs> mask. You,
2: you do
1: you. Yeah. Listen,
0: guys, this bit is about being unapologetically you, okay? Hello! <laughs> get heart centered.
1: Everybody has a story. Like, it's a choice. Anybody can get a massage and do a face mask.
0: Ladies. Having
1: bits. What up guys? It's Allie. And it's Raina. It is episode 27. We're talking about binge eating today. And we realize right now this is a very sensitive subject. And so I'm going to just I'm gonna define what binge eating is before we start, and then we're gonna give a couple of disclaimers and then just kinda dig in. But binge eating via the Google is defined as the consumption of large quantities of food in short, in a short period of time, typically as a part of an eating disorder. The large consumption of food, large quali- quantities, short period of time. And I'm just going to interrupt and say, for
0: all of those that are listening and are already like panties in a ruffle, like, I am a drug addict and I am a food addict and I am a this addict, like, what's up guys? Lindsay motherfucking Ross here and so am I. And I'm speaking and adding levity to this today, and so are are my other two colleagues here, okay? We understand that if you have an eating disorder, that that is a serious issue, and I behoove you to seek help. I have worked the 12 steps in OA, um, amongst other programs, and what we're going to talk about today is just our opinion, our experiences, and our knowledge, and again, it's our experience, Mm -hmm. our opinion, and our knowledge, and we implore you to get help if it's something that triggers you during this conversation. If it's something that you're like, holy shit, I do that too. Please reach out. Okay. Please constantly be in a space of self-evaluation where you're being less triggered by what we're saying and maybe it's a mirror of reflection. Okay. So we're going to get going, but I just wanted everybody to like pull up their big kid pants. You can not listen if that's something that you don't want to, but I also, I also want you to know that if you don't want to listen to this, it's because you need to. Okay.
2: And I get it because I was scared too. And I think that's what it comes back to is exactly what Lindsay said. This is a conversation. And so that's what we do is we try to pick, you know, topics. We ask you guys for input. And then we want to dig into it because between the three of us, we have lots of experiences, lots of opinions. We are
1: professional binge eaters. Let me tell you.
2: (laughs) We have have binged together. We have binged. Yes, we have. (laughs) So let's, uh, let's actually start there. Let's start there, Lindsay.
0: Oh, all right. I'm going to say my earliest memory of binging, and you guys might laugh at this, was Fig Newtons. Okay? I was a kid. I
1: love Fig Newtons. I, I love Fig, them. Fig Newtons.
0: I was a kid, and I had this incessant need to feel different. Whatever I felt, I didn't want to feel it, even if it was happy. Okay? So this is where people get into the conversation of, you know, are you born a drug addict? Who knows? But as a kid, I felt different. And I lived in a house... Where I mimicked what I saw. And what I saw was that when people ate lots of food, they felt good. I grew up Jewish, guys, okay? So when people would die, there would be parties with lots of food. And people would eat as much food. This is what I saw. People would eat as much food as humanly possible while sitting at the fucking table in one sitting before they got up to refill their plate. And they looked happy. So I did the same. And what's fucked up is as I got older, I was like, oh, none none of us are happy, but okay. So as a kid, Fig Newtons, my parents were like, you can have a cookie. And I was like, well, I want a cookie. I want want a sleeve of cookies. So I would go downstairs when my parents were asleep or I'd go like into the other, you know, into the other part of the house. And I would take cookies into my bedroom, Fig fucking Newtons, even though they were so gross, even though I knew that I didn't like those. I would eat as many as I could get away with to make me feel better in my room at night. And then I would fucking lie about it to my parents, even though there was only two kids in the house. So it started this cycle of shaming and lying around food that I did not connect until I was about 34
2: years old. Yeah. It's so interesting because I'm the opposite where we had beautiful, healthy meals, but sweets and kind of quote-unquote bad foods were restricted. I early memory for me was I remember we would mix icing sugar. Yes. So we would make icing sugar and then just eat it.
1: Like I've what done do you that? mean icing sugar?
2: Like just yeah, done you've done that too. Like you make powdered yes. just make icing
0: to decorate a a dessert but instead you decorate your mouth. With exactly.
1: The icing. I remember Well isn't that what you're supposed to do when you cook stuff like that? I, I didn't make anything to cook. You go just with made the, the I icing. just
2: made the icing with a girlfriend. Oh and, I thinking, oh God, and I remember thinking Jake and I have done
0: that. That's so <laughs> funny.
2: And so it's funny, like yours was overconsumption where mine was restrictive. Well, it was so, my dad was
0: like, I'm going to eat whatever, you know, and my mom was like, I'm skinny, 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 skinny. So she like wouldn't eat. And still to this day is like, I need to be skinny. And so I had this like weird shame, weight feeling fuckery around food and yours was restricted. So you felt like I'm not going to get enough cookies. I better eat every cookie before they're taken away again.
2: And I think that there was something also, I knew they were bad, and I had come from a very wonderful, straight-edged family, and I was always the one getting in trouble. Got arrested, loved coming home drunk. That's why <laughs> yes, you're my wife. That's right. <laughs> um, and so if it was bad, I was kind of more interested in it, too. I was like, ooh, nobody's eating those cookies. I'm going to eat them all. How do
1: you- I like that it's not drugs or anything like that, yeah. like, I'm going to be bad. I'm going
0: for the cookie. I'm going to tell you that from 35 years of experience as a drug addict and the 16 years that I spent in 12 step, I have never, and I say this, never, 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 never met a fucking drug addict that didn't start with food yeah. ever. They might not admit that shit to you, but I have never worked closely with someone or known somebody who didn't have addiction issues that Food was not somewhere, somehow, some way roped into that as a kid.
1: But that's because the joy of food gives you the same triggers in your brain as the joy of a drug. Let's talk about dopamine and science. The exact and food, guys, same. And sugar. Because, again, it comes down.
0: Yeah, we're three people sitting and talking about our opinion, but science is real. And if you don't want to argue, like, you can argue with me, but you cannot fucking argue with science, okay? Like, I'll tell you that right now. There are chemicals... Dopamine, serotonin, Google them. They are released when you eat certain foods. Sugar, things that have high fructose corn syrup. 90% of the genetically modified foods that we eat nowadays are designed to literally just infiltrate and fuck up your brain chemistry so you become addicted to them. And they're no different, guys. Food, this is why we're talking, okay? We're not here to shame anybody. Not at all. We're here to bring awareness to this because the food that we're eating is fucking killing us. Okay, and we're not here to be like go vegan. Nope. All three of us have very different eating styles and very I'm different not going beliefs and very different <laughs> um, things that work yeah. for us. But we're here because we want to share with you that all three of us have personal experience with something that was killing us that so many people actually experience and never speak about.
1: So never. it's crazy because yours was like this—you mimicked what you saw, A pervasive underlying. Shit. Yeah. And yours was this, like, I don't have it, so I'm going to sneak it type thing. And you said something, too, about when you were younger, like, sneaking it while your kids, or your kids, your parents were asleep and things like that. There was a time I remember waking up and, like, went into Mackenzie's room at some point and, like, opened up one of her drawers, and I saw a tub of peanut butter and a spoon in her drawer. Same. Like, and you could tell, I mean, it had been licked, like, this would have been licked, and, like, sat in there, and it was, like, this, like, backup tub of peanut butter. Secret PB, yeah. Just a secret PB. I've had it. Secret PB. Yeah. Jake and I used to have, (laughs) it's
0: why we don't buy peanut butter, by the way, because, like, we're just not capable of getting it But at that moment,
1: it's like, God, like, so young, these things are, and this is when I was in the height of my eating disorders. At, At such a young age, kids are watching what we do. And I feel like every episode we've gone through, I'm just sitting here being like, holy shit, it started in our childhood. It started in our yeah. childhood.
0: And I know that because of... And that's why we constantly say go to therapy, go to therapy, go to yeah. therapy, guys. Because I only know the shit I know because I've been in therapy most of my life. And because I truly did EMDR, which got to the, the root of my inner child stuff. And the inner child work is where you realize... Oh, all this shit started as a kid. And it's not to blame your parents, guys. Your parents, yeah. they fucking did the best they could, okay? Especially if you were an asshole. It's to no longer identify with the past and rewrite that story. I had a story that I had Crohn's and that I couldn't eat in the morning because I had Crohn's. And that if I ate certain foods, I would get nauseous. And that I had to eat at certain times. And a lot of the, like, fucked up belief systems and actions that were lack thereof that I took around food had entirely to do with the... That I have crowns, but I probably have crowns because of the way that I ate and because of the beliefs that I had and because of the negligence on my body for so many years, guys. Like, so I want you to, I'm going to paint a picture of what binging looked like for me for 35 years and I want Ali to do the same and I want Raina to do the same and then I'm going to go through and we're going to talk about the health issues that we have and you get to decide if you think that those are related or not. That's not, we don't really care about that. We just want to bring light to this. Okay. So... My whole life, I was a nighttime eater. I would starve myself the entire day. I still do it at times where I'm like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm working. I don't have time to eat. I don't have time to eat. You always have fucking. I work from home. I I work from my kitchen. (laughs) I'm literally where the food is. Like, I don't have to go to the food. The food is there, okay? So I need you guys to get real with yourself for a minute. Taking time to nourish my body is not something that I was taught. I'm going to repeat it, okay? Taking time, and I grew up in an athletic family. So hear what I'm saying. Taking time to nourish my body was not something that I was taught. It's something that I've learned. Food was the enemy because I had Crohn's. Because everything I ate made me sick. And so I would eat at night because then I could wake up in the morning and I could have explosive diarrhea for all the shit that I ate at night and everybody would just think it was because I had Crohn's. No. It was because I ate seven bags of hippies, you know, the giant bags. of So I would eat vegan gluten-free things even though I had allergies and I would eat them
1: in excess. Because you thought they were okay. Because I was like, this is okay. So I can eat this. It's vegan. So I So the
0: second it. that you start to have a conversation with yourself about why it's okay that you do certain things, bitch. Back the fuck up. It's not okay. Abort mission. None of it's okay. That's your gut. That's your inner child being like, I remember this. I'm feeling strained again and I don't like it. What are you doing? Right? So constantly eating at night, shoveling food down my throat, feeling like I was going to throw up and then taking six more bites. Feeling like I was going to throw up even a little bit more and then chugging water to try to flush out all of the shit because I was too much of a pussy to put my finger down my throat and throw up because that actually fucking hurt. So then I would wake up for, and I'm talking not once or twice, I'm talking 34 years up until very recently, right? Like constantly waking up nauseous, shitting blood, sometimes throwing up blood, dizzy, brain fog, irritable, moody, yeast infections, bladder infections, chronic inflammation, Crohn's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, chronic pain, insomnia, chronic fatigue, anxiety, depression, like I could keep going. Does it, does it sound familiar guys? This is not because you have mental disease necessarily. This is because the food that you're eating is fucking poisoning you and you're exacerbating all of the shit that you already have.
1: But this is also because we are women and it has a lot to do with the hormones that we have going on. Totally. And then the
0: period, right? Because then everyone's going to be like, well, on my period, this, guys, I used to tell myself that too. And again, like have, we're just sharing our experience, but, but that's what it was like. And so I sat in a room and I've said it multiple times and I'm going to say it again with one of my best friends and my worst fear, my worst fear was Having to go back into a hospital and go through the surgery. It's not even living with the bag. That would be dope. It's the process of the surgery that I met this person when they were in the process and they were hanging on by a thread of life and I constantly believed that I wouldn't have made it. And then that person to look me in the eye and go, well, you don't eat or act or live like that is even remotely a fear, let alone your worst fear. Shook. As fuck. So I stopped binge eating. And it wasn't easy. And it took time. And I still have nights where I smoke a lot. And I eat a lot. And guess what? I see the next morning, anytime I'm like, oh no, it's not about the food. I see the next morning just how shitty I feel. And I'm like, wow, I can't deny it. And the first instinct is to go, oh, well, you didn't get enough sleep. Or, oh, it's to deter it away from the food and deflect. No, it's the food. Okay? You know what I
1: think about most of the people that, because we've talked about this you know, off air about so many people that reach out and they just, they completely and totally disagree that nutrition has anything to do with any chronic health issue they have. It's, it's mind blowing to me, one, that they think that, but two, I I think about, you know, if people met us on the street, they wouldn't know that we binged or that we had issues with binging. So I think about all these people online that are talking about all these chronic health issues that they have and then also saying nutrition has nothing to do with it. I would be willing to bet money that 99% of the people that are saying that are binging at night. And when I met you, I was 65 pounds heavier. Yeah.
0: And I don't know that all of that was necessarily even just the food and that it was so much inflammation and like all of that inflammation is pain. And so guys, I'm going to hand the baton here, but I I just need to to give you proof. What do I have to say to all the people that say that autoimmune illness isn't caused by nutrition or isn't exacerbated by nutrition? Maybe it's not your fault, but you're continuing to kill yourself and that's your fault because I, this is what I have to say to you. I'm proof. I'm fucking proof. I stopped binging. I don't wake up nauseous anymore and I have problems. I don't wake up in a panic anymore and I have brutal anxiety. I don't wake up depressed and suicidal anymore. I have depression and I don't wake up unable to move in crippling pain anymore. And I still have all of the diagnosis of RA and fatigue and all that shit guys. So that's what I have to say is fucking try it, fucking try it. And not just one night, try it and commit and get yourself an accountability partner, message lady bits and be like, yo, I'm trying not to please. I'm trying not to binge. And, and you know, we can even start a fucking challenge if if that's going to help you guys. But One day at a time. One meal at a time. One night at a time. We're not
1: medical doctors. We realize that a lot of these issues are going to bring up things, and you're going to come at us saying, like, well, you you didn't go to, you know, school for fucking any of this. I did, We, well, medical degree, no. But we get it. You know what I mean? We get it. And it's like, take what we're saying, and it's not us, like, preaching at anyone. It's us saying, hey, these are what... This is what's happened in our three individual bodies. And I want to say that every body is different. So you go and you clean up your diet and you really do take a look at yourself and you stop the binging and all of these things. And you might still have health issues. I'm not saying not binging or not eating shit food is going to help you and guaranteed going to help you. But I do, I am willing to bet that it's going to help your symptoms at least a little bit. Well, and what it will
0: do is open you up where you then will have to deal with your mindset. And that's well, a whole uh, other
1: topic. So, no, but,
2: Linz, that's exactly what I was just going to say because, you know what, I'm the one in between these two girls. I don't have any of these ailments mm-hmm. that these girls have battled with. But the one thing that you said that I do is I have mental pain. Mm-hmm. And so the mentality that I go through and the struggles are all in my head. And that's where my binge eating comes from. So... So Again, tell me how I you feel walk me through it. Oh, well, it's you guys, I've talked about it multiple times when my stress level goes up, when my anxiety, when I feel I need to escape, when I need to feel um, happy. And trust me, like I say to myself, I get up, I set my intention in the morning, and then by 8 p.m., I'm opening pantries and I'm going, What are you doing? What are you doing? And I literally do not listen to myself. What happened? What happened from the time you woke up?
0: No, fuck that. What happened from the time you got home from work to 8 p.m.? Life. Life. Walk me Life. through it. Yeah, walk me through it. Kids,
2: husband, work. All I mean, all those things. There's, there's nothing that I could tell you that is any different than anybody listening. But the challenge that I face is the discipline. And that's what I wanted to more talk about is that I, I feel that this is – Something that I I completely agree. Nutrition is the number one. Like, I think it's sleep, then nutrition, movement, mindset. Those are my four pillars in that order. And if you do not have the sleep, that's what you work on first. You guys need to write that down. Sleep, nutrition, movement, mindset. And it goes in that order for me. Sleep is my... my I just need to
0: plug him. I do. Guys, not sponsored. Just need to say this. Those four pillows. Pillows. Wow. Pillars were learned through Rob Dial Mm -hmm. Jr., who is the mindset mentor, and that is a person who has changed every single one of our lives. And we started listening to his podcast, like you're listening to ours. It just starts with a conversation.
2: A hundred percent. And so when I go back and I look and I go, okay, sleep wasn't really great. My nutrition therefore fell apart. Movement was a no thing. Then my mindset. So. What do I need to work on first? I go to the top pillar, make sure that I get sleep. Then I'm going to work on nutrition. Like those are the, the four pillars that I really try to adhere to. But what's crazy is when binge eating comes for me, it's not a, it's not a nutrition. It's a mindset issue because for me, that's a red flag that I am in some sort of pain. I'm in, I'm struggling. I have some sort of anxiety. And for me, I'm not knowing how to cope with that, and the only thing that I know what to do is just to start getting that movement of going to the fridge, going and eating, getting that serotonin hit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Feeling I was like s- going to say. It's because of yeah. the, the feelings that go through your head. Well, and to, to, to be quite honest, I feel like I'm in control. Yeah. Boom.
2: And I was so
0: waiting because so much, guys, as somebody that has studied this stuff, that did go to school for this shit, that worked in the field, guys, it's an addiction, and addictions are not curable, but they're treatable, okay? And I'm going to say that. It all starts in your mind. And the fact that you know that you're going to the fridge for that hit, right? Like, and people, we live in a society where because it's not crack cocaine and it's fucking donuts,
2: people are like, oh, it's totally fine, you know? And it's, it's not, though. And it's crazy because I remember hearing this one woman speak somewhere and she she had a lot of nutritional, like, impulsive behaviors, Right. Um, and she was like, well, I put a string around my wrist. And I remember, like, you know, a year ago, I was... The rubber band. Yeah, the rubber, the rubber band. or The rubber band. And I was like, okay, the rubber band is the solution to my binge eating. I tried it, too. And I... Did you and, shut up? Yeah, there, I tried it. I literally... Didn't work. Oh, my God, I'm dead. I put yeah. the rubber band on, and I remember being like... Fuck this rubber band!
1: <laughs> I, it did well, nothing. Well, that's the thing with me. Like we talked about the five, four, three, two, one thing, and a couple episodes yeah, ago, and rubber, it's like the yeah. same thing with the fucking rubber band. I'm like, I will just like, I just won't pull the rubber band, or like, I'm gonna then, take it off. So yeah. that, to
0: be honest, yeah. the thing that made me leave twelve step, and we'll just say it right here, guys, and why I work on my binge eating now really hard is that this has nothing to do with addiction. This has everything to do with mindset. Mm-hmm. And addiction, by the way. Because I no longer subscribe to the disease model of addiction, which if you do, that's fine. This is my opinion. It is a habit, thought, dysfunction. It is a behavioral, learned, and practiced, and conditioned thought dysfunction. Thank you, Mel Robbins. Which means you can retrain your brain to think and function differently which means you are quite literally going because you have trained your brain that i feel different hit a food i feel different hit a food Mm -hmm. i feel different i'm gonna talk shit i feel different i'm gonna do this i feel like and food is the thing that like i watch parents i'm gonna say it i watch you fuckers do this to your children i would when i used to go to starbucks i would be in the line at starbucks and i would watch people and their kids would be screaming and they would hand their kid a cinnamon roll to get their kid to shut up I'm just going to be honest with you. My parents did that to me. And when you put food, especially sugar, in your kid's face to get your kid to quiet down, your kid understands that food makes them feel better than human interaction or physical touch. And I'm going to repeat it. When you shove food, especially sugar, into your child's face because you don't want to do whatever it is in that moment to give them whatever it is that they need, you're showing them that food or anything is willing and capable and better to take the place of you being like, hey, quiet down, we're in line, wait a minute, or whatever. And I get it, your nerves are fried, and you're like, just take the donut and fuck off. I get it, but you're showing your children, and I'm going to repeat it over and over, and that's why I don't have them, is because I don't want to show anybody shit. 'Cause I'm selfish. Guys.
1: To stand up for some moms though, it's easier said than done. Probably. I'm sure I would be like, no, Take it's the donut right. and I'm telling you. It is <laughs> easier I said have than done. You're
0: like, I'll give them a sleeve
2: of donuts, I don't care. To keep yeah. my mental health yeah. intact. 100%. I get it, but then that also
0: means that you're giving I'm but sorry. Then I'm we saying, the it means we that you're today. giving yourself the cinnamon roll yeah. as well. So how about you teach yourself, I'm not gonna do this, and then it would be easy. Like Reina doesn't give herself the cinnamon roll. So she yeah. would never give her kid that. Yeah. And it's it's a metaphor, guys. Okay? You're all like, oh my god, I eat cinnamon rolls. Calm down. I'm, I'm using it as a metaphor. If you're constantly rewarding yourself in a certain way, chances are you're also teaching that to your kids.
1: Not chances are. You absolutely Thank are you. teaching that Glad to my mom kids. said it. You're absolutely teaching that. I'm
0: kids. not... I'm watching Ali. She's melting down. Listen, I want to. Let's, uh, let's talk because you're in so, it. I know. I'm, I'm in exhausted.
2: It. No, I'm, I get it. I, it. It is, and I, like I'm just. It's a sensitive issue because I'm right. going to tell you. There's times where you know I have rewarded my kids with a little thing of Smarties and I or okay. I,
1: we all do it, I I you know, okay. or I have like the
2: fruit roll up things and I'm like, here you go. Uh, stop screaming in the back of the car and eat this. So I can drive before I drive this car off this <laughs> branch. <bridge. laughs> so I can drive my six minutes to the grocery store and two kids are screaming bloody murder in the back. I'm like everybody shut up. I mean, yeah. It, that's not the time when I can rally back there and be like, let's all hug. I'm like, yeah. everybody eat it. Be quiet. Yeah. Again, I do think it comes back to leading by example, which you are spot on. And this is not about my kids, although they are a direct reflection. This comes back to, again, I need to take care of myself. Yeah. I have so much to worry about as a mother. I'm worrying about the, the, the role model I am for my kids, the, the relationship I have with my husband, feeling sexy, feeling powerful. And then here, I... Put a rubber band on my wrist and hope that it all works
1: out. I have a question. And it's not that simple. But here's the thing, and I'm going to fight you because it is that simple. It's not that that it's simple here.
0: It's not that it's simple, guys. I know people are going to get fucked up with language. It's that it's a choice. It's not that it's simple. It
1: is simple. It's It's simple because you get to make a decision if you want to binge or not. You have the clear, conscious decision to say, okay, I'm either going to grab this and feel good for five minutes and then immediately feel bad about myself and feel terrible and beat myself up. And then it's this cycle that continues to happen because you're fueling yourself and feeling good for five minutes and then you crash again and then you fuel yourself for five minutes and then you crash again and it doesn't end. That's addiction. And then you wake up and you're overweight and you're unhappy with your body and your mentality is completely and totally changed because of all of the above, it is simple. You just don't grab that food. Or you find, like, guys, I'm a, I, don't, I haven't even talked very much, but I'm a bit, I like, I grew up, I remember going to my grandma's house after school, and every day after school, I would make a heaping bowl of cereal. Cereal is my thing, and I know I've talked about it before. I'm a stoner, so every time I hear you you talk about cereal, I'm like, yes. Let me tell you, because I remember going to my grandma's house and filling up on a bowl of cereal, and then, whatever. And my family was kind of like Allie's, like, not, no, that's not actually true. When I lived with my dad, my dad was a big cook, and he would make food all the time, and it would always be a big meal, and it would be, you know, it's Missouri, so it's like, you're still cooked in all this, like, it was a big fatty meal. But I didn't, like, I don't remember them dealing with any, like, mental issues when it came to food or any binging or dessert. Like, I don't remember that even being a thing. And then when I lived with my mom, she didn't really cook and she was busy and she ran her own businesses and was dating and that kind of stuff. So she wasn't really in the picture. And I remember getting a job at the age of 15 so that I could afford groceries. And I would go to the grocery store with the money that I earned and I would buy boxes of cereal. That's what... I would buy, not as a reward, to eat because it was cheap. But in your mind, you're like, this is my reward. Like, I'm no, it it No, it was all I could afford. Oh. And it was what I knew tasted good and what I knew would be quick and easy. It would be my dinner. It would be my breakfast. It would be my after-school snack. It was Which everything.
0: You probably spend the same amount now on whole foods. That's what's great On, like, actual whole foods yeah, to eat. eat.
1: But, you know, I would, like, that's, that's how I grew up. And so when I... I remember, you know, being married, and then I talked about this before, but the binging, like, watching out the window and stuff. Like, cereal was always my go-to. And so, you know, as an adult starting to get... What the fuck, Siri? As an adult starting to get into, like, health and fitness and things like that, like, it just wasn't something I bought. And if your issue is binging on cookies, don't fucking buy the cookies. It doesn't matter if your kids like them or not. If you binge on fruit snacks, don't buy the fruit snacks. If you if you feel I remember moving into this new house and telling my kids, enjoy it, because as soon as we move, I'm not buying any of that I shit. I remember your old pantry. I loved it. I don't buy cereal anymore. I don't buy snack shit anymore. I don't buy anything that I will binge on. I buy jerky, I buy pistachios, I buy you know, meat. So it's like if I go to binge now, it's like great. I get to binge on jerky. Like that's not fun at all. And did your kids die? That's ah. like, I know a lot of moms are like, oh my god, but my kids need the snacks and my kids. Your kids? No, don't eat and shit. they didn't die. They and what's crazy is I remember very clearly, and I'll never forget this because that moment I was like, fuck yes. I remember like four months ago we were grocery shopping and walking through the aisle and we just happened. I think we needed oatmeal or something, and so we went through the cereal aisle. And Mackenzie was looking around, and she goes, "You know, so, you know what's funny? I don't miss this at all." And I looked at her, and I was like, "Yes!" Like I remember, like saying that in the middle of the grocery store. And That's store. like a thirteen-year-old. That was a thirteen-year-old. Because TV I guys. took all of the temptation out of the home, and gave them Whole Foods, and they eat what I eat, and I buy chicken nuggets and shit like that. Like I like they're still kids, and they still get their snacks and things like that, but. I remember taking all of the temptation, my temptation, not necessarily theirs, but my temptation out of the house, and they adapted so fucking quickly. They're not even kids, though, and
0: I need to say this, because, like, they're not
1: toddlers. Like, you have an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old, like,
0: your 13-year-old does not eat chicken nuggets, okay? Yeah. Your, your 13-year-old is now a young adult, and you're teaching that that child, have, like, my parents didn't teach me how to eat like a goddamn adult. Yeah, I, to this day, don't, I'm just now learning how to... Balance anything, first of all, let alone food, and to be like, oh, I don't necessarily need to have a dessert after every. Like, I don't need to have a pre meal and then a meal that's five times portion bigger than actual need, and then a dessert, and
1: then maybe like an after snack. Like, I don't need all of that. I want it, but I don't need it. And I want to throw this little fact in also because I share this all the time on my social media you are not three anymore and you don't have to finish your fucking plate. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. You do not have to clean your plate or you don't get dessert. Like, I remember my yeah. family like, saying that. Like, you'll again. Also. you have a
0: job, hopefully. Yeah. you have money that you can actually provide for yourself. But, like,
1: yourself. if you go out to eat, you're going to get this giant yes. serving of food. You don't have to finish it. Take some home and have it for lunch the next Guys, day. I love dinner. leftovers. You know what? You know? Guys, if anything, leftovers take away work. Why don't we go <laughs> like, through I'm, and just give, like, Yes, A tip. Yes. A tip to help it. with binge eating before we oh, close. Let's do it. Do you want to start? I love it. Yes.
0: Talk to someone. Okay? And not yourself. Because you're the person that's sitting there binge eating. You're the person that got yourself in there in the first place. So mm-hmm. listen, you are the person that can get yourself out, but you need somebody to help guide you to give you some light. Yeah. Okay? Because you're in the fucking dark right now and I get it. And it's terrifying. Reach out to anyone.
2: You know, my tip is going to be because you're still in uh, it. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say uh, discipline. Yeah, I and I don't like even a plan. know. Yeah, you, I'm gonna say I'm still in it. So for me, I'm still trying to figure out what works, and I know that my big thing is I just I need to just not do it. It's like what Raina said. It is actually like I need to be disciplined. I need to know that I am worth more that I am worth way more than what that, that granola bar and the dried mangoes and the whatever else I'm snacking on all the time. I'm worth more than all of that and that I am strong enough to say no. And I just need to keep that as a reminder and to be a bit more mindful of it. And my intention is to keep working on this. So my tip is nothing tangible. The elastic does not fucking work. So <laughs> it's all in your
1: head. Yeah. Get help. But guys, just believe that you know more and that you deserve more. And mine goes back to the plan. But because she kind of said that, like, just having a solid plan to follow. But I'm going to just say going back to the four pillars, right? Like, this isn't something that you have to cure overnight. And I'm going to, like, focus on all four things right now. If you're struggling in this Maybe start with one, maybe for this week, focus on getting more sleep. The next week you're focusing on, you know, cleaning out your refrigerator, like taking small baby steps or something like that to just kind of slowly go through this process. Because I've found that when you, you know, try to put just a big fat fucking band aid on it, it's going to lead into like this just massive binge later because you're not really fixing anything. You're just putting a big band aid on things. Could
0: not agree more. Oh, all right, guys. Take a moment, take a deep breath, and forgive yourself. It's only gonna get better, all right? In the meantime, take care of them
2: bits. Later.
1: Hey, Lady Bits, thanks again for tuning in and listening to our podcast. The way this community really grows and supports one another is simply by word of mouth. We would really appreciate it if you could head over and rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Then go check out our social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And go like, share, comment, and subscribe to all of it. This community is really to support women, educate women, and also just to help you find your voice. So until next time, take care of the bits you've got.